Welcome to The Driven Entrepreneur, where we sit down with visionaries, trailblazers, and entrepreneurs, and discover why and how they do what they do. We'll get the backstory, plus plenty of life and business lessons along the way. Here's your host, Matt Browning. Hey, this episode is brought to you by my very own NLP Practitioner Course. I've been teaching neuro-linguistic programming, or NLP, for nearly 15 years. It is the most powerful tool for communication on the planet, and it can be yours today. For a very limited time, I'm giving away my entire NLP course workbook for free. Go to nlpwithmatt.com. All the patterns, all the tools, and the techniques of NLP in the complete course workbook, the same one that we use to teach our live certification classes, yours free. NLPwithmatt.com. Get it today. Let's get back to the show. Hey, welcome back to The Driven Entrepreneur. It's Matt Browning, of course, because if this is your first time to the show, welcome to our show. Remember, you can get this streaming, of course, and on demand, not just in a little dial on your car. So make sure you head over to mattbrowningpodcast.com. There's no paywall. You can get 250 back episodes completely free and enjoy the interviews with driven entrepreneurs like yourself. Today, I have uh, what I think is going to be a very, very interesting conversation all about memberships, associations, really building community in a particular industry and niche. And we have someone uh, who's quite prominent in this space, uh, Dr. Sandra Scheinbaum, and she trains people to become functional medicine health coaches. She believes that growing the health coaching profession is going to be the solution to combating chronic disease, uh, offering affordable access to functional and lifestyle medicine. I couldn't agree more. We, I've been getting chiropracted, if that's a word, since I was two months old. And I'm very, very just, my whole family is really into the holistic version of medicine. I think there's a time and a place for Western, but we'll get into all that in the interview. Um, she's the sound founder and CEO of Functional Medicine Coaching Academy. And they collaborate with the Institute for Functional Medicine. So the big dogs in the field in this space. Um, she is an educator, licensed clinical psychologist for over 35 years and is now pioneering working to blend functional medicine with body, mind, uh, medicine and cognitive behavior therapy. Man, this is going to be a good conversation. Dr. Sandra, are you there? Hi, and I'm so glad to be here with you. I am too. You know, we had a few minutes just before we we uh, went live and um, really, really kind person, really great to get to know you. A uh, couple of questions is, you know, usually what I find is someone in medicine, there's a story behind how they got into that. Did you, like when you were growing up, did you have anything that ever stuck out like a, you know, a parent being sick or did you go through something? Why in the world, why in the world would somebody decide to get into the world of helping people get uh, better? <laughs> <laughs> I love the question. And yes, uh, I lost my father when I was nine years old. I was an only child. So my mother was a, and a young widow, had to go out and go to work. And she lost many jobs because I was sickly. And at the time, nobody associated the trauma of losing my dad with then developing a series of infections and always sick, multiple rounds of antibiotics, which we now know and from a functional medicine perspective is going to lead down the road to gut issues and other health concerns. 
And I was also very shy, very introverted. And uh, when I got to high school, I remember making that choice like, okay, if I study really, really hard, I'm going to get a scholarship. Because at the time, the options for women, well, you could go to secretarial school, you could be a nurse, you could be a teacher. So I chose I would be a teacher uh, and I was going to go to college. I was not going to uh, go to secretarial school. School. Uh, my mother would have been really happy if you know that was all that uh, was pretty much expected. Or oh, the just, dream job, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, really. And so, because I wasn't popular in high school and wasn't in those social clubs, I studied all the time. And so I end up graduating at the top of my class and did get a, a full scholarship. And I was driven. I was driven in high school. In fact, I was so driven uh, and studied so much that one of the stories I always tell from that time was my I, the few friends I did have were going to Comiskey Park. This is in Chicago to see the Beatles. This was 1960. 64. I was a freshman in high school. And I said, no, I'm not going. I'm going to stay home because we have a test on Monday and I'm going to study and you guys go. And I always regret that and uh, missing that opportunity to see the Beatles live. Uh, but I did go on to uh, got my doctorate and became a psychologist and really felt that I wanted to do more. And so when I was 65, founded Functional Medicine Coaching Academy with this big mission to train health coaches. They are the ones who can really partner with the doctors and are the, the ones partnering with people to help them create better health because doctors can't do it all. And so that was um, really the uh, what kept me going uh, is this idea that I just want to uh, really make a difference in helping people become the CEOs of their own health. And even when I was a psychologist, it was not like, oh, you're a victim and we're just going to spend 10 years in therapy so that you can talk about the traumatic childhood you had, but more like, okay, what can you do now? How can you really feel like you are in control? You can control what you think about, and that's going to make an impact on your emotions as well. That's so good to hear too, because I, th I think sometimes, you know, psychology, quote unquote, gets lumped into one big pile of, you know, because there is some old school or ineffective strategies, certainly, but it doesn't mean, it's just like same as, as the public education system. I think there's a lot of people that can lump that together and say, oh, it's just this, you know, it should be something different. And that doesn't mean there's not millions of teachers out there making a difference and, and creating great classrooms. And same for psychologists, creating real lasting change and empowerment. I wanted to actually ask you, though, the flip side of that. In 35 years, you know, three and a half decades doing psychology, what frustrated you the most working within the system or working within the industry? Not per se you specifically or your unique client specifically, but what, what did you see that really frustrated you about kind of how that industry worked? 
Yeah, it was always a, a an industry based on what's wrong with you. So I would see this on so many occasions, my colleagues, it was all about the diagnosis. Are we going to call this person major depressive disorder? Are we going to say they're bipolar? And they would then look at, well, how are we going to treat them? And usually it was long long, many years of psychotherapy, for example, uh, in the psychiatric community is what medication are we going to give them? And I felt there was a better way. And this uh, feeling really was initiated. I My original career was in education. I was a learning disabilities educator, and I taught teachers how to become special ed teachers as well. And I always looked for the child's strengths. What are they? What are they good at? And that was something that was frustrating for me when I saw people not doing that. Similarly, in psychology what what about what's right with somebody and so i was come on bring it dr sandra yeah yeah i was looking at this like years before the field of positive psychology came into being in the mid 90s that was something that uh really resonated with me it's how do people flourish what makes a life well lived and helping people by focusing on what's right and not what's wrong, shifting their orientation. The other two areas that I felt were almost completely ignored was what is somebody eating? How are they exercising and moving throughout the day? And so I, early on, was bringing that in, was helping people like, what would happen if you stopped eating all that sugar and all that processed food. Well, lo and behold, your mood would get better. You would think more clearly. And when you think more clearly, you can see a way out of your dilemma and therefore you're not going to be so depressed. Or if you went out and took a walk uh, as opposed to just staying on the couch, then again, that's going to have a huge impact on mood, on your anxiety levels. In fact, there's research showing that exercise is a more powerful antidepressant than medications. I couldn't agree more. Um... Yeah, I, I just couldn't agree more. Um, I, I find it so fascinating, too, that even going back not that many years, you're talking, you know, 10, 15, 20 years even and less, that it seems like such a foreign idea, right? Uh, to go from the diagnostic uh, process of like what a mechanic would do to look at a car and say, oh, the car isn't functioning right. What's the part that's the problem? Well, let's diagnose it. Let's replace the part. And then the car will be 100%. And to even consider that, sunshine would matter. And I'm not, I don't think I'm being too hippie to say sunshine matters. I moved from Southern California to Grand Rapids, Michigan a few years ago. And I can tell you uh, vehemently sunshine matters um, and exercise and posture and breathing and nutrition and, and, and all of those things. When, tell me a little bit about the, the process of, you know, you you have a practice, you're, you're a clinical psychologist, you're running a business, right. And you're also helping people but you make the choice and you mentioned at 65, you made the choice to, uh, to found the new coaching Academy. And I do find that fascinating. I'm not making a commentary on young, old, whatever, but I think it's fascinating that we're traditionally, some people are looking towards retirement or have even already retired 62, 65. You are starting a fresh season and creating something brand new. Can you talk a little bit to your personal mindset around seasons in life? 
um, around starting things, finishing things, anything that comes to mind there, I'd really love uh, your take on it. Well, I like to think that I am aging younger. I surround myself with younger people. I have um, friendships, people who are much younger than I am. And as I got into my 60s, I had a very successful practice as a clinical psychologist. I always had that entrepreneurial spirit. So I never went to work in a big system where I was on salary as a psychologist. I always liked to run my own business and I grew my private practice. I had a specialty, which is so important if as you're uh, in healthcare to define yourself as, a, as opposed to being a generalist serving everybody. So early on, I had a focus because I had focused on mind-body medicine, teaching people breathing techniques. And so that led to having a lot of doctors refer to me, people who had irritable bowel, who had migraine headaches, who had panic, but I was using biofeedback, relaxation, breathing techniques. These were in the early days when this was still considered pretty radical as an approach. So, and then I dug into some of those areas, like I became the person who would see people with migraines. And then I had pediatric neurologists referring the, the pediatric uh, the population with migraines. So when I had thought about the idea of starting another business, which was I trained in functional medicine through the Institute for Functional Medicine. And I had this idea that I would pull together that training, those functional medicine principles, which is where you look at the root cause of what's wrong with you. And through diet and lifestyle change, you can make a huge impact on physical health as well as mental health. I wanted to pair that with all my learning and ways of working with people using positive psychology and mind-body medicine and psychology of eating, which I had taught at a, at a university level. And people around me would say, like, what do you need to do this? What do you need to get involved launching a business? You have a really successful practice uh, locally. Why don't you just continue that for a few years and then retire? And I felt like I had such a big mission to this at the time. There was this was unique creating this model. There were other schools that trained health coaches, but I really wanted to have this particular plan uh, of coaching people or teaching people how to be a coach because I felt that this was really important uh, that coaches be trained in, in, in this way. And this mission was the, was really kind of what I had to live for. In other words, we we stay energized when, and we we can launch a successful business when it's purpose driven. When it starts with have this this mission, and it's about that. It was not about well, I'm going to start a business, so I'm going to make a financial fortune. So that that energy that from that comes from having that mission led me to like what a jump up and down with it. I'm, I'm so excited and now every day I love what I do and so I don't define myself as old and I see many people who are my contemporaries who are retired really just you know focusing on the uh, just 
they're like they'll say things like, oh, it really is like I hate getting old and oh, I have all these aches and pains, but that's just what it's like being old. And so that's that's not me. I just I feel that um, uh, it is possible to actually age younger. <laughs> and, and, yeah, it's like, when did you decide that you're going to be when did you decide you're an old person? When did you decide you had to, had to have aches and pains? Uh, it's it's incredible what people do. And and I get it, right? It's like you, you can say, well, that's a limiting belief. But then the person will go, well, no, that's my reality. And it's like, I'm not arguing. Your reality is you have aches and pains, but there's a reason. If you believe you're supposed to, then it'll be acceptable. And then if it's acceptable, it'll be inevitable. Whereas if you're like, wait a minute, I'm too young for this. I'm young and I have energy why do I feel so sluggish? And all of a sudden it's like your brain goes, well, let's change this. And I love that. Um, and I won't even say at your age, X, Y, Z. I just love that you are a proponent of aging younger and you're a proponent of purpose driven mission. Um, when you moved into that, I want to talk a little bit about kind of community building if we can. Um, certainly your type of, of business, a coaching academy, you're training coaches, but you're also your partner with the Institute for Functional Medicine. And really, I see that as, uh, as, as a community, right? You're, you're supporting the people when they're coming to be a part of what you're doing. How do you find, what are some of the, the easiest or the joyful places where you can build community? Does this bless you as a human being? Are there any struggles that you had to like work through that maybe it was, I don't know, tiring or there was I don't know, anything at all, like uh, what are some of the joys and maybe what are some of the obstacles to overcome when you're building community in your business? Yeah, so community is so important. And from the beginning, I could not have done this alone. And so at the time I had, this was five years ago, or this was, I had a an associate who was working with me and she was a rock star in terms of a health coach. And she was able to jump in and her, her skill set was in terms of marketing and connecting and helping people that she was coaching, getting into a membership program with us. And so we founded this together and she's, She's young enough. She could be my daughter. And so that um, I loved her spirit. We really connected. And then the greater community, which we could not have done this without IFM, Institute for Functional Medicine. And then the greater functional medicine community. And one of the hallmarks of this community is that people come in, whether they are medical doctors leaving the healthcare system, perhaps they were employed by a large hospital system, they are burned out, they want to go back to what they learned in medical school, the way or what in, led them to be doctors. And when they come to functional medicine, they say, I found it, I found my community. And without question, people who come to us as students to train to be health coaches, in this powerful functional medicine way around the world, they say the same thing. I found my community. People get me. It feels like home. And what we're seeing is they don't leave. So we have a very active alumni program. It's a membership program. And they stay because they want to be continuing to be part of this experience. of. And the, the other area is 
our staff, people who work for on our team. This is a community as well. What I found to be challenging, I came into this with just about no business skills. I literally, I had to like, you know, Google ROI and you know, all the terminology. I didn't know this because I was in a helping profession. I was one person having a private practice. And then I had a, an associate come on, but nothing in terms of how to run a business. And because so, that's pretty straightforward, small business. When you're doing any kind of a solo practice, it's you take money for an hour and then you rent an office and it's like that. And you buy some paper supplies. You're pretty much done. You know, there's not those different levels and layers. And yeah, I, I can completely understand that. Yeah. So as you got into this, what did you find different about growing a, again, quote unquote, actual business? You had a business before, but you know, a, a business with a team and, and a multifaceted, uh, larger organization. Well, the first thing is that I needed to have uh, people who knew what they were doing in a particular skill set. So one of the things that I really uh, live by is this idea of who, not how. I couldn't build the website. I couldn't uh, make decisions or, or get into the, the details on uh, a, a CRM, for example. So relying on good people who would do it for me, who would help. And that's, um, I still look at that as a really important. And when we teach our students, so we have a business building track, and this is something that we emphasize with them. If you're going out as a health coach, you don't have to deliberate about how to do some of these things if it's, they're not your skill set. If you're not good at social media, work with somebody, have, an, have somebody who you could contract with, outsource some things. And so that's, um, I found that to be really helpful following that who, not how. And, and then who, not how also extends to forming these relationships. So early on, I became part of mastermind groups and belonged to networks where I cultivated connections so that I could, if I want somebody that I knew from that association, they would me as a guest on the podcast, or I would have, have them come teach for us if they were a subject matter expert. So the, the importance of having those relationships is, I, I can't emphasize enough um, how that's really one of the keys to growing a business. I, I appreciate uh, your perspective on that, Dr. Sandra. Um, can we, I want to talk just a little bit more about kind of the field itself of functional medicine. Um, can you give a quick definition, just in case if anyone's listening, it's become a fairly popular term, but I think there could still be, I don't know, a little ambiguity or confusion on what exactly it is, because there's, you know, holistic practitioners, there's naturopaths, there's functional medicine doctors and health coaches. How would you define functional medicine and the, the realm that you play in? Functional medicine is root cause medicine. So in conventional medicine, they're looking for the diagnosis and how we're going to treat it. And it's like every part of you may have a different specialty. So you have your cardiologist, you have your dermatologist, your psychiatrist, and so forth. And often nobody talks to one another or they don't think, this person has these skin issues. They're also having gut issues. They also have mood dysregulation. 
wonder what what's the common thread here. Whereas in functional medicine, they look at that to see how are we going to tie it all together? What's driving this? And then what could be the reason for it? An example that's often given, let's say that you are depressed. Well, it could be that uh, it is because there's some you know, trauma that you keep de- dealing with again and again, but what about, it could be something that has to do with gut health. It could be your microbiome. What else could it be? Well, perhaps it is that, or you, let's just say you uh, do some tests and maybe you're vitamin D deprived. You're not getting out in the sun. You have very low levels. Well, that has been linked. Uh, maybe you are eating, uh, you don't get enough, you don't eat fish and you're not getting omega-3s or maybe you eat fish or, and sushi four times a week and it's a mercury issue. So it's looking at the one one thing's going on, but it could be caused in you know many different ways are, that are could be driving that. So those are some of the things that a functional medicine practitioner looks at. Let's say the underlying cause is inflammation. And what could be driving the inflammation? Could be diet, could be lifestyle, could be lack of sleep. Uh, it could be toxic overload, toxic burden. And so functional medicine looks at all of those areas. And what we do- It's such a simple process. I'm sorry to yeah, interrupt, no. but it's just, it's such, it's such a simple concept. But again, I, I, I'm baffled that it, I feel like it's taken so long for uh, for society to catch up it's not woo woo. It's not weird. It's not, I don't know. It's not that, that uh, hippie thought process of just think positive thoughts. It makes perfect sense. I remember, you know, at 20 years old or so having uh, a really bad dry patch on my skin and you go to a dermatologist and I was thinking, you know, I'm, I'm like a kid, I don't know the difference, but I'm thinking, well, something has to be causing this, right? There's a reason why this happened. It's not just a random thing. And he prescribed a cream and the cream gets rid of the dry. But then when I stopped taking the cream, it came back worse. Well, all of a sudden I started craving avocados. It was a weird thing. I started craving avocados within, you know, a few weeks of that. And I came off the cream and then I was eating like a bunch of avocados every day for a couple of weeks. And then I I evened out and like, it never came back. It disappeared. And it's just, it's funny to see whether in that case, it's like, well, I think there was a a dietary vitamin, mineral, uh, fat deposit, something that my body was lacking, missing. And when I treated it through diet, in this case, the thing disappeared forever. And, but yet like how many people go and go, Oh, I I need the cream or I need the cut or I need the pill. And sometimes you need that maybe for an acute symptom, perhaps I get that, but that it never goes away. And I was a kid, my mom never gave us a cold medicine and she was actually a really nice nurturing mom, but she never gave us a cold medicine. And even, you know, back in the uh, early eighties, our family's philosophy was, Hey, your body's sneezing, fevering, et cetera, for a reason. It's doing that to help get rid of this bacteria or virus. So why would you stop it from doing that? And I, you know, as a kid, I'm like, oh, that, that makes sense. And so I'm glad that I, I grew up kind of with that philosophy. So this never seemed too weird to me. And I'm certainly glad that people like you were out there making this uh, a much bigger deal and making it more uh, versatile and more accessible to the public and, and educating people like we are on this show. Sandra, as we wind down here, um, I, I do want to make sure I give people an opportunity to connect with you um, and move forward. I know you said you would have a gift that you want to give out to our listeners as well. So um, please, uh, Share the gift if you would, and how can we stay in touch with you? What's the best way? 
The gift is a simple guide to relaxation through breathing, because I believe if there's one thing that you could change would be to be aware of how you're breathing. And there's every, with every minute, there's always the potential to tune into your breath, take a deep belly breath, and you can stay connected at functionalmedicinecoaching.org. Uh, you can follow its FX Med Coach on Instagram. And if you wanted to follow me personally, uh, it's at Dr. Sandy. Awesome. Hey, thanks, Dr. Sandy. That's my new name for you. I like that. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Um, so again, guys, you can get the simple guide to relaxation through breathing, and you can find that at functionalmedicinecoaching.org. Um, and I'm sure there's a link right to it uh, in my show notes. So if you, again, if you go get the show on demand on Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Apple, wherever you get Google Play, wherever you get podcasts, um, you'll see the show notes and I'll have all of Dr. Sandra's social links and then the direct link to get that uh, freebie is right on there as well. Dr. Sandra, thank you for coming on the show. I sure appreciate it. If you had just one final bumper sticker or word of wisdom for everybody, what would you love the world to remember? It's what's real in the mind becomes real in the body. So we have tremendous power to influence how we feel every single day uh, through our mindset, through what we, we think about, and we can create that different reality for ourselves. Great bumper sticker on the spot. Thank you, doctor. <laughs> Thank you. It's a pleasure talking with you. All right, guys, that's the show. Remember what you create in your mind, you create in the body, it becomes real. Thank you again to Dr. Sandra Scheinbaum for uh, joining us today. Uh, again, find out everything you want at functionalmedicinecoaching.org. Um, this is not a sponsored show. I just think you need to check this out because she is amazing and what she's doing needs to be shared with people. This is a really, really good thing. And then follow uh, Sandra Scheinbaum on Instagram and uh, Instagram and Twitter. Functional Med, Functional Med Coach and FX Med Coach on Twitter. That's the show this week. Hey, thank you for joining me. I hope you had a great time. I certainly did too. Remember, get out this weekend. Do something. Stay driven, whatever it is. And maybe you got to stay inside the house. Maybe you're getting outside the house. Maybe you're traveling. Maybe you're staying home. But no matter what it is, find some inspiration, find some purpose, and go create it. I'll see you next week with another driven entrepreneur. Bye-bye. <laughs>